Hi there, everyone. Chad from the Bet for a Better team here, and we are going to mix it up a little this week as John the Inzer and I talk about our individual picks in unique one-two punch fashion as we are not together for today's episode, but there will be no ad reads, no BS, nothing but picks from our team ahead of the week three NFL season. We'll see who wins the week between us as there's a game or two that we have big different opinions on, and we'll talk about that later on in the show, but make sure to go check out our infographic that reminds you of all of our picks on social media, our Twitter and Instagram, bet for better as well as John and I's personal social media handles every Saturday. Join us in donating to our partners over at the Miracle League of South Hills. We've been able to contribute $400 worth of winnings in the first couple of weeks of betting to our friends over there. So for myself personally, we'll get right to it with three rapid-fire picks, the chosen one, and one carefully thought-out parlay. Those are my areas of focus for the next 10 minutes of your time on how to win us some money this weekend. Pick number one. Shout out, my boy Sammy Gust, big Cowboys guy. The Dallas Football Cowboys minus three and a half versus the Philadelphia Eagles on Monday night in Jerry's World. For one of the first times in a long time that I can remember, we saw the Dallas Cowboys win a game primarily because of their defense last week at the Chargers. Two picks forced and a couple of sacks against Justin Herbert without two of their best pass rushers. Dak didn't even throw a touchdown pass. Dallas controlled the game with their defense and the run. The Eagles, while they've been playing better than most would have thought out of the gate, they just don't match up talent-wise against the Cowboys. There isn't one area on offense that Philly is better than Dallas outside of maybe tight ends. And Dallas probably has a better front seven on the defensive side of the ball than the Eagles do right now. Dak really only gets uncomfortable when you can put pressure on him. Otherwise, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Philadelphia did not touch Jimmy G once last weekend. Possibly no Miles Sanders for Philadelphia now with a chest injury. I already didn't think very highly of their offensive weaponry um, in the first place. And I think that Dallas's great linebacker play matches up really well with a mobile Jalen Hurts and a two tight end set heavy team that the Eagles are. It's a divisional game which is why you need to set a closer spread here. So I get it, the three and a half. But Dallas is already 2-0 against the spread this season. I expect them to stay perfect. Dallas by at least four points on Monday night primetime. Pick number two. We're going with the bad man in Green Bay to cover plus three at San Francisco. Buy the half point if you don't want the possibility of a push here to push it up to plus three and a half. So let's remember what happened two years ago when John and I first kicked off our podcast. We uh, we made a major profit for ourselves and the Miracle League on the AFC-NFC Championship game parlay with the Chiefs and 49ers, where the 49ers absolutely demolished Green Bay. This time around, I'm trusting Aaron Rodgers on the road in San Francisco. When you watched that game last week, Against Detroit on Monday night, didn't you just kind of feel like there was an aha moment for Green Bay as soon as the second half started? All the noise from Aaron not reporting to OTAs and the start of training camp that might have caused some dysfunction and rust, it's gone after three halves of bad football to start the year 
in Green Bay, getting crushed by the Saints, down at half against the Lions. With the Niners, let's not get ahead of ourselves. They have a really good roster, but they've beaten two teams who are expected to be in the bottom half of the NFC and by an average of only a touchdown win each game. You know how down I am on Detroit, and the Niners literally trying to give that game away at the end in week one. They haven't played very well. Throw the first three halves out of the year uh, of the window for Green Bay. This is a refreshed team who needed that easy win to get back on track. I'm taking Green Bay with the points. And money line if you're feeling ballsy is a pretty good upset pick. And just a fun side carrot. Devontae Adams has scored not once this season yet. So he's probably a great touchdown scorer bet. He has not gone three games consecutively without scoring a touchdown since week nine of 2019. I'm also going to take Devontae Adams to score a touchdown, probably in the high minus 100s would be my guess, ahead of Sunday's matchup. Pick number three, we're going with Hoodie and the New England Patriots, minus three against the Saints at home. Same thing with the Green Bay game. If you hate the opportunity of it being a push, by the half point, so it goes to minus two and a half. This one is simple to me. It's Bill Belichick against a turnover-prone quarterback in Foxborough. That usually goes pretty well for the home team, does it not? Besides, New England is in a great position uh, to win this year. They keep games close no matter what or who they are facing. They focus on ball control, winning time of possession, have a run-first offense with a great offensive line, they're always going to keep games close because of being ultra-competitive in the trenches, despite the Saints having a pretty strong defensive line themselves. James's weapons, they really aren't anything to smile about right now. And what else do we know about Bill Belichick? What he excels at is taking away what you do best. What the Saints do best right now is Alvin Kamara. If they can limit Kamara, which I expect them to do, I feel pretty comfortable with a steady New England team triumphing over a Jameis-dependent offense with very limited talent on the outside. So give me New England here by at least four points at home. We move on to the chosen one, where last week my Steelers failed me and stumbled, completely unfolded. Very, very difficult to see as I was actually in attendance at that game. Let's go back to crushing a familiar foe on this segment to get back in the win column. That being the Detroit Lions. They take on the Baltimore Ravens. Whether it's a minus seven point spread all the way up to a minus eight and a half, I do not care. Take the points because it's going to be yet another shellacking in Detroit this weekend. I was personally able to get Baltimore at minus seven and a half. I think it would be more near minus 10 if the game was in Baltimore. Listen, I'm, I'm actually not going to continue to say Jared Goff is bad because I owe him that much. He doesn't have a ton of great weapons to work with. His offensive line has played fairly well, but I'll continue to say this is the worst roster in the NFC. Their defense is essentially, I can't believe it's not butter so far. 41 points easily allowed to San Francisco. We saw Green Bay absolutely shred them in the second half last weekend. They are not going to be able to stop anyone that is a coherent offense this season. Let's look at Baltimore, who, oh yeah, played a really bad first half last week and still beat the team that most of us consider 
the favorite in the AFC, the Chiefs, still beat them. Lamar's 35 and 13 in his career, 23 and 16 against the spread in his career in the regular season, and he's actually more efficient on the road if you look at his splits with this game being in Detroit. He's literally one of the best running backs in the NFL who can improvise and make plays in the air in very small company of who else can do it at the level that he can against the worst defense in the NFL. I don't know what more you could ask for here. Not to mention, he's facing a rookie head coach who's yet to face a mobile quarterback, let alone an athlete like Lamar and a coach like John Harbaugh. The Ravens defense can give Jared Goff havoc. We know he doesn't play very well under pressure. And they have an amazing linebacker in Patrick Queen, who I think is really going to be able to limit TJ Hawkinson, along with some really great corners. Give me Baltimore by at least 10 points in Detroit on Sunday. Wrapping up with my parlay that I crafted personally, I went with this simple mentality this weekend. Keep it simple, stupid. Go with all Moneyline favorites. I have four of them to overall calculate to a plus 189 odds. We're going to go with the Arizona Cardinals in Jacksonville. Seven and a half point favorites. Don't see them stumbling to, the, to a pretty bad Jacksonville team so far. Buffalo victory over the Washington football team at home. They're back on the right track after crushing Miami last weekend. Dallas money line over Philly. Really like them to take that on Monday Night Football. And Denver money line over the Jets. Don't think Zach Wilson going to Denver against that defense is going to go very well for them. And to end it, John and I's disagreement of the week. I have the under of 43 points in the Saints-Patriots game, while he has the over. Now, I don't really know how one could bet the over in this game when both Saints games and both Patriots games have gone under to this point. We'll see who comes out on top. You could have the mentality that, all right, they're due for the over. I don't think so quite yet. I think it's going to be a battle 20-17 to 17 in that range. That's all from me. Thanks for listening. Let's win some more money this weekend. And off to Johnny Boy. Thank you, Chad, for the introduction. And thank you for the picks. Like you said, no filler. We're just going to roll with the picks this week, starting off with my first rapid-fire pick of the week. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers come back at home and cover the spread of minus three against the Cincinnati Bengals. And here's why. Joe Hayden returning to the lineup. That looks pretty good for their secondary, who gave up a lot of deep balls last week against the Las Vegas Raiders coming up on that game. It's going to be a 1 o'clock kickoff. I'm very excited for this matchup. I think the offense is going to be a little bit in better, better situation compared to last week. I think it's going to be a bounce-back game for their running game. We saw some signs of... Some signs of hope. A couple good runs by Najee Harris out there. And I think Ben's got to take the reins on this one. You know, field general, take him downfield. He's got the talent. Juju's going to be there. I think he's going to have a high-impact game. It's going to be nice to see uh, Joe Burrow in Hines Field. Some action, some good AFC North action. It's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be a lot of defense involved. But I think Pittsburgh bounces back. I don't see him losing two in a home. Or excuse me, two in a row, especially at home. I don't think it's happening. I think they cover minus three. Could be a little bit more, but that's spread it. All right, rapid fire pick number two of week three. Chargers versus Chiefs. I'm going with the over, 54 and a half. Not much needs said about this. The Chiefs are the Chiefs. You know they're capable of putting up points. Chargers having a rough time finding points right now. They're sitting at about 18 and a half points four per game. AFC West matchup. Anything could happen. 
Chiefs games are always high scoring, as you can see from week one and week two. Last week against Baltimore, beautiful game. Loved it to the very last play. Beautiful Sunday night football game. However, with that speaking, lots of points in this game. AFC West matchup. I think Justin Herbert finds the end zone a couple times. Kansas City's defense has been kind of lacking. They've had a lot of points against them in those two weeks, along with the points for. However, Chiefs put up more. They're capable of putting 30-plus up every week with that offense, that offensive roster they have. So looking at that, I think the over is going to hit in this matchup. AFC West football, baby. All right, and for my last rapid-fire pick of the week, this one's actually my favorite, and you'll know why in a few moments here. I got the Chicago Bears covering seven points on the road against the Cleveland Brownies, the Cleveland football Browns. Now, here's why. This is Justin Fields' NFL regular season debut, folks. He's back in Ohio, Ohio State kid, playing in the big leagues now in his home state. Looking historically, the last two notable rookie quarterback starts that faced the Cleveland Browns ended up in wins. This is dating back to Carson Wentz's debut and Andy Dalton's debut. Both had wins in their debut games against the Browns. Now, ironically speaking, Andy Dalton is the quarterback Justin Fields is replacing on Sunday. So just some food for thought if you're a little superstitious, that caught my eye. Cleveland, now based on the teams themselves, Cleveland I think is legit, but they are going to be without Jarvis Landry and most likely OBJ once again. I don't think that's... It could be a close game. I'm not saying the Bears downright win. They could. Historically speaking, they could. But I think that seven spread, they could cover that. Chicago's defense looked really good last week against Cincinnati Bengals. Four turnovers. You know, any given Sunday. If you're superstitious, let's go with the spread. Chicago Bears plus seven. And on to my favorite segment. Hasn't hit yet. I think we're due this week. John's Jumble, folks. The odds for this week, looking pretty good. Get all my odds from Barstool Sportsbook. That's where I do my betting. John's Jumble this week, we got odds of plus 637. And the picks are in. We got the Steelers, Chiefs, and Seahawks money line. And the Ravers, excuse me, the Raiders, Las Vegas Raiders covering. Four and a half spread against the Miami Dolphins. Pittsburgh, already dived into them a little bit. I think they downright win at home. They're not losing two in a row. Moneyline win. Kansas City Chiefs. Already talked about them a little bit. Moneyline win at home. I don't think they're losing to the Chargers who have been struggling on offense. I think the Chiefs defense makes a couple good stops. Gets the ball in the end zone a good bit of times. Comes out with the win. Seahawks money line coming off of a rough, rough loss in overtime. I think they beat the Colts. I think they do. It was a rough week last week, but Russell Wilson's still Russell Wilson. He's got the offense to do it. I think they don't lose two in a row. I like that money line. Let's go with the Seahawks on that. And the Raiders. <laughs> the Raiders, they shocked me. They, they really did. They took advantage of uh, Pittsburgh's uh, hurting defense. TJ Watt not in the game. Joe Hayden not in the game. Devin Bush not in the game. So they can win with injuries, maybe. Miami, injury-wise, they're without Tua. And here's their backup, Jacoby Brissett. Do I think Jacoby Brissett's going to lead the Miami football Dolphins down the field and beat the streaking Las Vegas Raiders 
coming off two impressive wins to start the season? I don't think so. Do I think the Raiders cover? Four and a half? Yeah, I do. John's Jumble. There you have it. There's just some good odds. Plus 637. I think we're going to hit this week. I like those picks. And just like that, folks, this episode is over and done with. Week three is in the books. Let's win some money on Sunday. Let's follow along with us. Follow our socials. Keep listening along, placing your bets. We're having fun, folks. We're winning some money. It's all going to a really good cause. So let's keep the success rolling. Let's get some wins in this week. Let's have some fun doing it, baby. Week three.